Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Join Score North Wednesday, March 13th at Menards in Brooklyn Park. We'll be there from 3 to 5 p.m. with games and prizes. Bring a non-perishable food item to donate during Menards' March Food Drive. Join us Wednesday, March 13th at Menards, Brooklyn Park from 3 to 5 p.m. I think the toughest team that I have a lot to think about that I am considering as one of the top contenders for my team of 2019 is the Vikings. And frankly, it's because of the strange reception given from their fan base uh, when I called out (laughs) that they might be one of the top contenders. The response on Twitter was very mixed. Cheryl Nelson PHR said, Purple Pride is where it's at. We commiserate, celebrate, swear, and cheer together. You'll love us. Hashtag Skull. My buddy Arif Hassan, who is a longtime Vikings fan, actually covers him for The Athletic. He just said, don't. Brandon Velasky, one of our own producers, he said, come on, Harmon, join the lifelong pain train. How much hurt am I signing up for here, Vikings fans? This particular love connection has... A lot of peaks and valleys already. (laughs) That is from Matt Harmon's video series, trying to get NFL fans to convince him to be a lifelong fan of theirs. How's that going for you, Matt? Where do you stand on the Vikings? Well, listen, it's been a wild ride uh, so far. You know, we uh, actually just shot episode three, so only the first two are out so far, so I won't give away any spoilers, but... I'll say the Vikings fans by far have been the most vocal, I think, and as they mentioned in the clip there, they're very split. Some people are all about, you know, trying to convince me. I've got people at me every day on Twitter giving me, you know, pitches for why I should be a Vikings fan, but then there's a very vocal group that is saying, no, no, do not come here. We, you do not want this. You do not want this pain. And, uh, that, I mean, that is, that's starting to really make an impact with me. Matt Harmon doing the video series for Yahoo Sports, where he is a football writer and analyst, also the inventor of Reception Perception, which is why I wanted to bring you on. But this is this really caught my interest watching your last video because I think there is both a great case and uh, for, for each side of becoming a Viking fan or not. The good side is... There's always something happening, man. Like, like Vikings Twitter is this active as you're finding because the Vikings are always in the news, whether it's a roof collapsing or something happening to the head coach's eyeball or a franchise quarterback going down or whatever it's going to be. They're always relevant. They're always there and worth talking about. They're never a 3-13 and team, almost never. But then again, every time they get so close, a kick goes wide left or there's a pick six or something really bad happens. Yeah, they, they definitely seem to be a, a hard luck uh, fan base for sure. Uh, and I think it is it is that getting so close but not getting the final prize that I think really 
is why people are telling me don't don't join this. You can you can really 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 take a take a, a break from this. But also, I mean, there there are an interesting team. I think the reason they've made it so far through the first two rounds of elimination is because I do really love the wide receiver position, and of course, I know we're going to talk about those players today. And I mean, they have two of the best in the league as a tandem there, and that is very appealing. I do want to watch good football. But yeah, I mean, I would encourage any Bruins who haven't checked it out yet you can find it on my twitter page it's the fantasy you can also find it on our gallery sports youtube page uh and you can watch it there and uh, see which team i end up becoming a lifelong fan of in 2019 so as fans of the vikings have tried to convince you either to become a lifelong fan or not become a lifelong fan how much of a role has kirk cousins played in that because if you want to find another subject that people are split on just write the word kirk cousins on twitter Oh, sure. I actually published a piece on Yahoo a couple of weeks ago where I went through every team and decided whether their current starter at quarterback or, you know, the person that really kind of was their their main starter in 2018, whether they were worth a big money contract, you know, the type of contract that a Kirk Cousins signed last year or a Jimmy Garoppolo signed last year, you know, these 25 plus million dollar per year contracts that starting quarterbacks are just getting nowadays. And Kirk Cousins was one of the ones that I debated the most. Um, you know, we did a live show with Liz Lowe's and I where we went through and placed every every starter into, into a category, whether they were worth it or not. And I decided that Kirk Cousins was worth it um, because I felt last year that it was a good signing. And believe me, I got a lot of uh, negative and some small positive feedback for making that decision. So I have seen the split on, on Kirk Cousins. Um, and, you know, that, that is one where I do think at this point he's still worth that contract. I'm going to hold out another year of hope there um, that he can be a solution and not, and not just, you know, a guy alone for the ride. Um, but I, I will say that's something that I'm going to have to consider as I look to get into a Final Four at, at the end of Episode 3. Yeah, I, I might actually side with you that he is worth being one of the quarterbacks that you pay for. But in this particular situation, it's made things really hairy for the Vikings because... If you look at someone like Drew Brees, for example, a lot of his key players are on rookie contracts. Ryan Ramchek and uh, Mike Thomas and Alvin Kamara, right? These are his big-time players around him, and they're not paying them yet. But with the Vikings, they just paid Diggs. They paid Daniil Hunter. Like, And now looking at this offseason, it becomes extremely tricky. And the question is, how can you put enough around him to actually make it work when you're already paying these other people? Well, and I think about it, too, this way, and the reason I ended up deciding that he was worth it, or I wasn't going to immediately change my opinion after one, you know, up-and-down year in Minnesota. And by the way, like, that's who Kirk Cousins was in Washington. Yep. The season that numbers look good, but he is a volatile player week to week, and I think people are being disingenuous if they throw out all of the good that came with Kirk Cousins in 2019, even if the season, or 2018, even if the season ended disappointing. Um, so to me, I, I ended up thinking that Kirk was worth it because to me, this roster, especially on offense, is very top heavy. You know, Diggs and, and Thielen are an elite tandem, but nobody consistently stepped up in the pass catching department behind them. The offensive line we know is really poor. They were one of the worst running teams for the majority of the season. I think that now with more of a concentrated offense that's going to come in in this Kubiak wave of, of coaching here in Minnesota, I think that's probably going to be a good thing overall with Cousins. So I think he's set up to succeed a little bit more this year than he probably was last year. Talking with Matt Harmon of Yahoo Sports, and that's where things get really fascinating just about this offseason, is do they subtract Everson Griffin by trading him to get money to get a guard or to get a number 3 wide receiver? And that's what we'll find out next week. But as far as the receivers that they do have, now this is what has frustrated me throughout 
about the offseason, Matt, is sometimes when the supporting cast for Kirk Cousins' 2018 version is discussed, it's like it was just awful. Right. And like, <laughs> let, let me remind you that you have two unguardable wide receivers. So you focused on Diggs. And I looked at a lot of your work when I was writing about a Diggs contract extension when he had 64 catches. And what I liked about your work is it sort of got away from what the fantasy stats were on him and looked much more at the tape and analyzed and broke his route running down. And you found him to be one of the most unguardable receivers in the league. I mean, perhaps the most unguardable receiver in the league when it comes to route running. So, as you mentioned, what I do is a series called Reception Perception, and you can find all this data by just using a hashtag Reception Perception on Twitter, um, and if you search digs, there's a lot of positive stats there. So, what I do is I go in, and over an eight-game sample, I chart every single route that a receiver runs in that group of games, and I determine what type of route they run most often, you know, what like what is their success rate, how and are they getting in each individual route and against each type of coverage? So just to put a pin on how good Stefan Diggs is when it comes to these metrics, last season in 2017, he led all wide receivers with a 78.7% success rate versus man coverage. Now, as you mentioned, I just put his 2018 sample in, and it was, again, incredible, 77.2% success rate in 2018 against man coverage. That was the 97th percentile. He's now in a group of elite wide receivers who have only topped the 95th percentile. Uh, there's only a small group of players that have done that in multiple seasons. Those players are Antonio Brown, Keenan Allen, Odell Beckham, and now Stefan Diggs. That's a very small, high-class group of receivers, and I think he's not only did he have the top score last year, he's going to be right up there again this year. Matt, I, I like how much you focus on this specific position because it gives you kind of a unique knowledge of it is there a comparable receiver or what is it that he does that you see that allows him to be so good so open all the time specifically with his route running well it really is technique i mean there's certainly some change of direction that comes involved there you know short stop start explosion um you know everybody talks about footwork and i think that that really is the technical aspect of aspect of the game and that's why to me i mean it's an easy comparison but that's why him and antonio brown are such similar players because both of them, you know, had so-so NFL scouting combine performances, you know, weren't top performers in a variety of different metrics, but they've mastered the technical part of the game. And that's what, especially as we're talking about receivers coming into the league this year, that's what really matters. You know, you can be 6'4", 220 pounds, but if you can't run routes and you can't get open, you're not going to be a successful player in the pros unless you are just an absolute physical freak. And there's not many guys that can say, that they had no understanding of technical nuances, but just out athleticism to everybody in the NFL. That doesn't happen. So for a guy like Diggs, who's mastered the technical part of the game, is a clearly a hard worker. And again, same with Antonio Brown. That's why these guys are so similar. And I think that's what really makes you a great receiver is those technical nuances, not necessarily your physical gifts. And I think your work really came to fruition this year where he put up the big stats to go along with what you had already seen and projected out for him, and now they have him on a great contract. Uh, I'm curious, we're talking with Matt Harmon of Yahoo Sports, and since I followed you for quite some time, I, I know that coming out of college... You liked Laquan Treadwell, and it hasn't worked out for him. What, what do you think? The, what do you think happened with Laquan Treadwell? Because as I look at this offseason, I put number three receiver as high as 
any of the other positions for them to fill because other teams found ways to stop uh, Thielen and Diggs on third and long situations. And that, that that was opportunity for Treadwell to step up and become the receiver they wanted him to be. It just didn't happen. What What is your perspective on what happened with Laquan Treadwell and why he never reached his potential? Yeah, so if you go all the way back to Laquan Treadwell in college, um, I, I think, well, for, for one, let's actually take it, take it one step you know, away from the field for a second. It's always it sound always sounded like he hasn't really kind of caught on with the coaching staff or that hasn't really worked out that relationship and you know when we talk about these receivers who don't test well athletically you know Laquan Treadwell was a bigger guy but he had a pretty poor uh, combine performance he had some questions about his stats coming into the NFL and you know again these guys like Diggs and uh, Antonio Brown who really work to become these great route runners perhaps. Treadwell hasn't to that extent. I mean, that's a total speculation by me. But again, if you don't have that athletic repertoire, that athletic skills in your repertoire, it's going to be it's going to come down to a lot of hard work from the technical nuances. And maybe that's just something that Treadwell needs to take another leap on. Um, when it comes to on the field, you know, I, I don't. I think if you look at these guys who uh, come out of college playing on one side of the field, this is another metric that I was charting with college prospects. Uh, since that 2014 or 2015 NFL draft, um, these receivers who only lined up in college on one side of the field, there was a lot of guys like your, your big busts over the last few years: you know, Kevin White, Laquan Treadwell, um, Josh Doxton is, was this type of player, hmm. uh, Doyle Green Beckham. These guys who kind of just not met expectations or even washed out of the league, they were only lining up in college on one side of the field, and that really isn't conducive to pro success at all because I mean, you guys know this, you watch football you see these receivers move from left, right into the slot, yep. play a variety of different positions so that was one warning sign that at the time I hadn't seen enough evidence to put that onto Laquan Treadwell but now with a multi-year sample of data this is something that I think we need to look at with receivers coming into the league uh, right now, if they're not lining up in multiple positions, that learning curve is just going to be so much larger. Yeah, no, that's a really fascinating point. And I talked with Laquan's uh, receiver coach at, at Ole Miss, and one of the things that he mentioned to me subtly, but then when I thought back on it, it made a lot of sense, was even just route depths and specifics with routes where I, I think he's never really gotten it down. And then, you know what is a big thing that people don't talk about a lot in the world, Matt, is just self-awareness or just awareness in general. Like when the coach at the NFL Combine says, stop playing around with the football machine after practice and work on things that are going to make you better. And then I see him at practice the next year every day working with the football shooting machine and running stadiums. It's like you're not even listening to what your head coach said at the Combine in front of everyone. Like you would have thought you would have got the message and – then at the end of the year this year, he said that he's capable of being a 100-catch receiver and some other not self-aware things. It's like, I think that there's kind of maybe a, a perfect storm of things that have gone wrong here. So, uh, well, give me give me an answer then. What is the answer to the number three spot for the Vikings? I mean, of course, I wanted them to trade for Antonio Brown because, oh my gosh, right? Like, can you imagine? Yeah, right. But people, yeah, on, yeah. people on Twitter got mad. But... Um, they always do. What uh, what is a realistic solution for the Vikings? Tell me, Antonio <laughs> Brown. <laughs> no, I, I probably not Antonio Brown. I mean, hey, they've got till tomorrow apparently to do that. So I'm I'm dying to know where he's going to end up. Then uh, you're a lifelong you, fan if that happens, right? 
Yeah, right. Now, if that happens, uh, I will definitely join up with the Vikings. I mean, how, come on, Antonio Brown, Stephon Diggs, and Adam Thielen, how could I say no to that? Um, but, yeah, so I think if what you're looking at with the Vikings is you do kind of need the Treadwell type. You know, again, we're, we're pretty much skeptical to be kind that it's going to be him as an individual player, but you do need that type of X receiver because the beauty of Diggs and Thielen is that, you know, Thielen can play – that big slot position almost better than anybody else at the, at the NFL level. Diggs lines up at flanker a lot, so he gets to get a free release off the line of scrimmage. He's incredible against press, so he can play the X position as well. They have a lot of versatility with those two guys, and I think Pat Shermer was pretty incredible about this a couple years ago that you know, those are the two efficient positions to throw into. You know, your X receiver, your Antonio Brown types, your DeAndre Hopkins types, those guys are going to see a lot of man coverage, a lot of tough, difficult press coverage. You get a lot more wide-open windows when you throw to the flanker, when you throw to the slot position. So I think they have to be looking for that type of player. There are some interesting value guys in free agency that they could potentially look at. Um, I mean, everybody knows I'm a big fan of John Brown. You know, he would bring some vertical speed to this offense that mm-hmm. could, uh, especially if they're going to be a run-first team. You know, John Brown gets one of those guys out of the box and makes your running just that much more effective. You, know, you could look at a player, you know, a very a guy who hasn't caught on at this point or at least shown flashes but has been inconsistent. If you're really asking him to be your number three receiver, Dante Moncrief might not be a bad idea. You know, he is a traditional X receiver. So I think that's what the Vikings are looking for. Maybe they go into the draft and, you know, put, pull, pull up somebody there. But I think that, you know, the value for agent market, there are going to be some names there because it's not the most exciting group. Matt, tremendous analysis as always. You're one of my favorite follows on Twitter. I suggest people follow you at Matt Harmon underscore BYB. He writes for Yahoo Sports and go to his Twitter and convince him to be a lifelong fan of the Vikings if you think that's the right thing to do or a moral thing to do. <laughs> uh, Matt, uh, Matt, great stuff. Always great to catch up with you. Really appreciate it. It's a fun team to talk about when it comes to wide receivers. All right. Thanks a lot, man. We'll talk again soon. Hey, everyone. It's Matthew Collar. You can find my new show, Score North Live, every day from 2 to 4 p.m. on the all-new Score North on 1500 and on demand at scorenorth.com. In addition to Vikings talk, we break down the most important and pressing subjects like the responses to Kirk Cousins' tweets. I would like that. And which Fast and the Furious movie is the best. Those types of things. Yeah. It's Score North Live with me, Matthew Collar, available on scorenorth.com and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone.